0: hello and welcome back to the manifested podcast today we have a special guest on the show as i am joined by imani ray imani is a writer tarot reader and content creator and she's also the owner of rayon collective a gender neutral wellness brand that offers crystal clothing and tarot services so i actually met imani over on clubhouse which is the new social media app taking the world by storm And I actually joined one of her rooms, which is called Makeup and Manifest, and I absolutely loved her presence and what she was about, so knew I had to have her on the podcast so that you could learn from her too. In this episode, we talk about how to find the perfect tarot deck for you, diversity and inclusion in the spirituality spaces, and what we can do to be more diverse and inclusive while also staying true to ourselves. It's a really important episode, so make sure you take the time to sit down and listen to it maybe twice so you can really take away the messages that this episode has to offer. Coming in hot with a very exciting announcement today because I am hosting my first live masterclass of the year, How to Manifest Your Dreams into Reality. I'm really excited to be bringing you this masterclass and give you a jumpstart on manifesting your extraordinary life, not only in 2021, but in all the years to come. So in this masterclass, I'll be sharing how to gain clarity on your desires and what you truly want to manifest. The three manifestation archetypes you need to know to actually manifest your desires. No more wishing and what you need to know to stay the course when everything looks like a shit show, so that you can stop procrastinating and take aligned action. Plus, of course, I will be busting the manifestation myths that have been keeping you stuck so that you can confidently move forward and ask for your desires. This is a live masterclass that's going to be taking place on Zoom on Wednesday, the 17th of February if you're based in Australia or New Zealand and Tuesday if you're based elsewhere in the world. All the details will be in the link in my show notes, so make sure you head there now to grab your spot. As as I said before, the spots are limited, Zoom capacity, sorry. Don't worry if you can't join live as there will be a replay link, but if you can join live, make sure to do it so you can soak up all of the juicy energy and ask your questions in the bonus Q&A session as well. And one last thing before we get into the episode, let's talk about this week's mindset moment. For this week's Mindset Moment, I want to tell you all about one of my favourite phone apps, which is called The Secret to Money. This is by Rhonda Byrne, the same person who wrote the book The Secret. And in the app, it really helps you kind of change your mindset towards wealth consciousness. So you can track all your purchases that you make in the purchases section. You can keep track of all the money that you've manifested, whether this is actual coins or notes, dollar bills, yo, or someone buying you dinner or getting a free Uber ride or something like that. You also have money affirmations in there, you can go through, you get 20 different ones each day, you can track your desires, you can track how much money you've donated, and it is just like an all-round everything-you-need-to-know place for Wealth Manifestation. So I think the app is maybe $5, but it is absolutely worth it. Now enough from me, let's hear from Imani. So welcome to the show, Imani. Hi, how are you? I'm so good and thank you for being here. I'm really excited to get talking to you. So for anyone who doesn't know you yet, can you tell us a little bit more about you, where in the world you're based and what you do?
1: Um, So I'm Imani Ray. I'm based in California in the United States of America and um, I am a tarot reader and I am also a writer. I just launched my business Rayon Collective a few days ago. So I do have a degree. Um, I went to school at Um, UC Davis and I got my degree in gender sexuality and women's studies there and um, after that I went to FITM and it's fashion school in Los Angeles and I got my degree in merchandising and marketing Um, so kind of combining both of those I knew I wanted to do something in fashion I knew I wanted to own my own brand Um, and the spirituality kind of recently came in this year Um, so I knew I wanted to create something new I wanted to create something um, focused on being gender, gender neutral and just for kind of just um, a new group of people and so um, I recently got into spirituality this year um, being in the pandemic and everything um, I got into tarot and it kind of just started off as a hobby and then I realized that I really enjoyed it and I was able to do it for others
0: There's so many different pieces in there that I want to unpack. So first of all, how did you start your journey into spirituality and manifestation?
1: I recently or I recently got into manifesting kind of more seriously. Like I always knew about The Secret. I remember um, when I was young with a friend, we watched The Secret and we talked about the law of attraction and everything like that. But recently this year, um, I took this course and it was called The Working Girl um, Course And it was kind of like a virtual course. And one of the um, courses or like one of the weeks was focused on manifesting. And so um, once I took that kind of course, it kind of got me inspired. And I kind of started seeing like synchronicities with things. And I kind of started seeing things aligning a little bit differently. Um, So that's when I started reading a lot of the manifesting books Um, I know we talked about happy pocket full of money a little bit. But yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites as well. Um, But yeah, just getting into the books, getting into um, the YouTube videos, getting into all of it, I feel like um, was kind of like my kickstart. And um, I got into tarot kind of just by doing these kind of like, um, I originally had these like inspirational cards that I would just pull like one a day for myself. And that's kind of how I ended up getting into tarot that way.
0: And for anyone who doesn't yet know what tarot is, could you explain a little bit more about it?
1: Yes. Um, so tarot is kind of just a way to, or how, kind of how I use it is a tool to kind of just read the energy. Um, so I use it to read the current energy. So it's kind of a nice little way to check in with yourself. So the way I like to use tarot is like, maybe if I have a question about a certain situation, or I need some kind of Um, guidance or enlightenment on a certain situation that I'm currently going through I'll pull a few cards and it will kind of like tell a story or kind of give me guidance in a way Um, and yeah so that's kind of how I use tarot and what it is for people that are wondering.
0: And how did you learn to kind of read those cards? Like, can anybody just go out and buy a pack of cards and just get started? Do you have to go through special training? Tell me everything.
1: Everyone does it differently. So I think I did it probably the most non-traditional way, which was just um, getting the cards and like literally just practicing on people. And so basically what I did was on Twitter, I told everyone, I'm like, I want to get into tarot reading, I'm offering free readings. And so literally that day, I got like, probably like over 50 messages. And I did over 30 tarot readings like that day. And I didn't know like, anything about tarot, like all I knew was just like, the cards and like, I had my guidebook, and I just started giving readings. And so I let everyone know, I disclosed the information like this is like, my first set of readings, like you know, are you okay with this? And they were like, yes, it's fine. And so um, once I started giving people the readings and practicing, everyone only I had only one negative review, but out of all those other reviews, everyone was positive, and um, they were like, oh wow, like I can't believe like there was just, and there was also like things like keep in mind, like I didn't know anything about these people, like these were random people from the internet, so it's like it was just so crazy. And so what I started doing was collecting reviews or like they would just give me feedback. It wasn't even like I was necessarily asking for reviews, but they would give me feedback. And I took those reviews. And that's kind of how I jump started my business because I was like, I wanted to offer a service. I just didn't know what service to offer. And then I was like, okay, well, all these people liked it. And, um, and I was like, you know, this is a good business idea. And then how I practice is just by doing readings on other people, but also by listening to other people give readings and also by reading books. Um, so like I have guidebooks. And so I read and I'm like learning what each card means. And it's very much like about storytelling. So I think it's like, interesting how I also do writing as well. I feel like it kind of goes like hand in hand. Um, but I think anyone can learn tarot. I think um, just picking up a deck and playing around with it and having a good guidebook. Um, the guidebook that I first started off with was very thick and very in depth. And I felt like that helped me really understand. And it was also a deck that I really um, connected with. Um, it was um, black and queer owned. So I felt like that was helpful too, um, being that I'm an- I am black as well. Um, but yeah.
0: And how would you recommend for someone if they did want to get into tarot is there any specific recommendations you would have for choosing a first deck like you said that you felt really connected with the deck you have how can someone make sure that they pick a deck that similarly they're connected to?
1: Yeah of course so I actually picked mine online and I was just like googling different things so like I was looking up like black um, tarot cards or like um, queer tarot cards, or like different things like that, like everyone's different. So whatever um, you're looking for, like kind of type it in into Google. And then I found this um, artist, and I really liked their work, but they literally only sold this deck in the like in the UK. And so I live in um, America. So I was like, okay, well, I have to get this deck because it was just really calling to me. And so and it didn't even have a guidebook. So I bought a tarot deck, and then I bought a separate guidebook from that same company. But it just so happened that it was also like the like the people, the authors that a few different authors wrote the guidebook, and it just so happened that the authors that wrote the guidebook were also kind of queer, were also um, people of colors. So it really helped in having the guidebook and the tarot cards together. So even though they didn't come together. Um, and they weren't by the same person, I still kind of connected them. But I feel like the easiest way to find something that connects with you, even if it is online, is just by kind of looking for what you're looking for. Some people like really mystical and fun decks. Um, I also have like a tattoo tarot deck because I love tattoos. So I don't know, it just depends on your interest and what you think um, is pretty or what resonates with you. Because there's certain imagery that I'm like, okay, I look at this Part, and I know exactly what it means because of like the symbolism. Um, so I think that's another thing is to look at sub- symbolism that you're going to understand. Um, and there definitely are more modern day tarot decks too. So it's like, it'll be easier to understand um, than the original one.
0: I love what you said about choosing something related to your interest specifically, because maybe someone's wanting to get into tarot and they see someone online and they think, oh, well, I have to have the deck that she or they have. But really, it's about picking one that most aligns with you, because that's how you're going to get the most messages out of it, because you'll resonate with all the things that are going on there. So something else I wanted to ask you about was that I saw on your YouTube that you manifested a birth chart reading. Can you share a bit more about that experience, how you manifested it, what you learned from it, and how you've implemented that into your everyday life?
1: That was like one of the bigger things that I manifested this year. Um, And so basically what happened was I was in the working girl program that I was speaking of earlier, and um, one of the women who was one of the speakers, DJ, she was going to do like a part two to that series and kind of do like a 21 day um, challenge type thing. And so at the end of the challenge, she was like, um, there's going to be like four winners um, to win a $1,000 birth chart reading. And so I was like, I need this birth chart reading. So I was just like, so determined. So when she announced that I was like, that day I bought my I spent my $50, I bought my thing to take the course and I was so ready. And so basically that night after I bought the course, like the course was gonna start in a few weeks, like that night I got my manifestation journal out. I have a um, journal that's specific for manifestations. I use it, the front part I use for gratitude and then the second half of the journal I use for manifesting. And so I just took out my manifestation journal And I literally just wrote down like I want it. I was like, because she would have like live streams every week. And I was like, I was like, oh, I like I wrote it as if like I was there. So I was like, I was listening to the live stream and she called my name and I was so excited and I can't believe I'm finally going to get the clarity that I've been looking for. And so I was just scripting. I was just writing as if I already had it. And so I would do that pretty often, um, not every single day. But every time I was manifesting and writing down in my journal, I was definitely manifesting that. And then so one day, um, she was having a live. And so I go on the live. And um, I'm just like messaging her something in the live. And she's like, Oh, do you want to come on the live? And so I was like, Oh, my gosh, okay. And so I go on the live with her, we're talking, everything's going good. And then, um, like, There's still like a few more weeks until I find out who gets it. And so then I keep manifesting and I'm like also writing down like how excited I am, how grateful I was to be able to talk to her. I feel like gratitude is such an important part of manifesting. So I was just also writing down how grateful I was, how excited I was and everything like that. And then um, a few weeks later, she was on live again and she was announcing it. And I just went on live and I was just like, I just had a feeling I knew, like I already knew, like, like there was just no doubt in my mind. So like, I was just like sitting there and I was just like already so excited because I was like, Ooh, I'm going to get this birth chart reading. Like I was already writing out the questions like I was going to get, like I was going to ask her. And so literally she announced my name second and I was just so excited that I won the $1,000 wrist chart reading because that wasn't something that I would have been able to afford otherwise. And this was also before I got into tarot. This was before I got into really like heavy into spirituality, into crystals or any of that. And the thing is like, she didn't even mention any of that stuff in the reading, but it's like, it kind of just ended up all like after I had that reading, like things just completely changed. But Yeah. Mm.
0: and something I love that you said is that you were getting in you weren't just doing all the practices but you were getting into the feeling of already having it and you were feeling that excitement so that when you did win it you're like oh I know this feeling this is natural to me this is something I've experienced before and now I'm just seeing it play out in real life it's not like something brand new it's like oh I was waiting for this to happen because I knew it was going to happen and I love that like Yeah, you can do all the practices and you can write things down, but unless you feel what you're saying, then it's not bringing that same energy to it. When you talked about starting your businesses, you said that something else that you started was Rayon Collective, a gender neutral wellness brand. I would love to hear everything about that.
1: Yeah, of course. So I recently just launched my brand Rayon Collective. And it is a wellness brand. So I do sell um, ginger neutral clothing on there. I do sell crystal manifestation bundles and everything like that. And I also do offer um, tarot services on there as well. And one-on-one services as well too. So I recently just started this. Um, It did launch in November of last year. And the website officially launched a few days ago in January. Um, But this has been something that I've been working on for Years. I knew I wanted a brand, I knew the name of the brand, I knew I wanted it to be a clothing brand. Um, but the reason why I kind of expanded it originally into more than a clothing brand was because I was applying to this contest actually. Um, and it was the KNC beauty contest and they were looking for different black owned and POC owned brands and everything like that. But they were looking for beauty or wellness brands. And so I was like, well, how can I market my idea in a way that it could be a wellness brand? And so when I applied to this competition, I sent in a pitch of it being a wellness brand with the crystal intention bundles and the clothing and the tarot services. And I sent that off and then kind of just was like, you know, actively manifesting that as well. Like I had the... Um, the rules for the competition as my wallpaper on my phone, I was constantly writing it down, but I wasn't manifesting it as hard as I was with the birth chart reading. And so a few months went by, I didn't hear anything. And I really wasn't concerned. Like I was like, you know what, like, I haven't heard anything yet. Like, mm, no big deal. Like I was not really bothered by it. I wasn't worried. So then a few days or probably a few months at this point had passed. And then I got an email saying that I won fourth place. And so I was hyped because I was like, oh, wow. Like I didn't even think I won anything. Like the fact that they like, um, like I won this competition or I won fourth place. Like I was like, this is so amazing because like I hadn't even been manifesting it that hard. Like it was just something that I was just thinking about and I was like looking at, but I wasn't actively writing it or journaling it every single day. And I don't know, like, I was so excited. And so um, that also kind of sparked my interest in making my brand a little bit bigger. And so that's where the idea of Collective is, is having this group of just different people and just people from, you know, all races, all genders, all parts of the world and kind of just coming and kind of having just different ideas and bringing it all together And um, I'm so excited um, because, for example, for my monthly intention boxes, I'm going to be collaborating with different Black-owned brands, POC-owned brands, and everything like that. And so I really feel like um, this brand is kind of a collaboration of so many different people. And yeah. Mm.
0: So many amazing things that you just said there. And kind of leading into my next question around, you know, we are both Black women. How do you feel as a black woman in the spirituality space? And how do you find you kind of invite others to that space as well?
1: Yeah, so I feel like, I, like being a black woman and being in spirituality um, online, I feel like we're not seen enough. Um, I feel like there's not we're not in enough spaces. Um, for example, the only place I really see it is Clubhouse, but Clubhouse is also a majority black app at the moment. Um, So I think that's why we're seeing it. But on YouTube, I will have to scroll pages to see um, a Black-owned crystal hall or even a Black person doing tarot readings or a Black pick a card. Like, I have to really search for it. So whenever I find someone who's um, talking about manifesting, talking about crystals, talking about any of it, I give them a follow because it's been kind of difficult to find um, people, especially on YouTube, because I also make YouTube videos. So it's kind of like, I haven't really seen that many on YouTube. And even on Instagram, unless I find them from Clubhouse, it's also pretty difficult to find them on Instagram as well. So I've just been trying to really make sure that I'm connecting with the ones that I do see on social media, um, either supporting their brands uh, monetarily, or by talking to them by sharing their post, by Um, just being friends with them and communicating with them because a lot of times um, it's been really difficult finding these people so I want to make sure when I do find them to consistently um, interact with them as well.
0: And something that you said there was about scrolling through the videos and I can so relate to that frustration and struggle because this is something that you you might not necessarily have even thought of if you're not a black indigenous or person of color you don't know that you are looking for yourself in these spaces so anywhere you show up like whether it's online or you're even watching a movie you are looking for people that look like you and the reason that if you are white perhaps you're not thinking of this is because you don't you've never had to look for people that look like you because it's a given that they're going to be there so for us when we are showing up to these spaces it's like okay do I feel comfortable in space do I feel invited to the table okay where are the other people that look like me and how can I be around them how can I support them? So before I was doing coaching I was mainly in the influencing space and when brands would ask to work with me I'm like okay if you want to work with me let's have a look and let's have a look at your Instagram and see when was the last time you actually posted a black person and you'd be scrolling 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 and be like oh okay it's been a year and there that's a struggle that I think a lot of people might not know about unless they're explicitly hearing about it so thank you for bringing that up and also for all the work that you're doing, inviting other people to the space. Imani has this really great room on Clubhouse um, and this group Makeup and Manifest, where she's inviting people to talk and also has some incredible talks herself that are centered around, you know, bringing these Black voices to the center and giving them a great platform to speak on. So I want to dive into another question kind of related to Black women in the spirituality space or, you know, Black people in the spirituality space. How do you think other people can do do better in terms of inviting other people into the space and bringing people to the table?
1: So I think how other, um, I think how other influencers can do that or just other people on the internet can do that is definitely by sharing Black content. Um, support Black businesses and post when you post when you buy people's things or when you get a service. So, you know, if I get a service from a Black tarot reader or if I buy um, crystals from, you know, a Black person, it's so easy. You don't even have to um, post a picture of the item you got. All you have to do is post that you bought something and just say, oh, wow, I supported this person. They have amazing this, they have amazing that. Because a lot of times I see these, um, you know, other races and they're able to make so much money off of crystals and they're able to make so much money like I saw this one girl she was selling crystals for twenty thousand dollars and I'm just like wow like this is crazy and then there's people that don't even want to support black-owned businesses that are you know hand making their stuff and putting in so much time and effort so um, what I make an effort to, to do and what I make or what I suggest other people doing is support black businesses and actually post about it when you do because that post can really make one of your friends see it and be like, Oh, yeah, like, let me I need this anyways, like, let me purchase this, it can um, really spread the word. And if you can't um, support their business, also just reposting it, Um, reposting it and saying, Oh, go follow this person's page um, has been so helpful. Um, And also just on YouTube, liking, commenting, sharing um, videos, interacting with um, Black people's content is so important. I think um, those are definitely some of the best ways, in my opinion, that you can um, support and elevate those voices. And sharing is such
0: a simple thing to do as well, and so
1: simple that people may often think, oh, it doesn't
0: really matter. But especially, you know, for those small business owners, it really does make all the difference because what you're doing there is giving a stamp of approval and you're giving an endorsement that this is something I stand behind and this is something worth you investing your money in as well. And then you've almost started this chain of other people being like, oh, maybe I'll look into it. Maybe I'll share it as well. Maybe I'll share it as well. So it's not just, you know, your one action can have so many repercussions from something that doesn't even cost anything to do is something that can take literally a minute to do but it can make the world a difference so that's a really great tip to share it as well so one of the last questions I want to ask you is really around feminism and spirituality because I notice this is something that you talk about on your Instagram a lot and I'd love for you to describe the relationship between these two concepts and whether you think they coexist well together
1: Yeah, I think it definitely does um, coexist, in my opinion, well. Um, When I think of feminism and spirituality and how they can coexist, I think of the idea of um, intersectionality, um, which pertains to a lot of different things, but it pertains to our identity and how we represent ourselves and how we identify ourselves. And so to me, I feel like spirituality is one of those things that is under... um, our intersectionality that does make us who we are and does shape how we see things and I feel like a lot of the ideas of spirituality and the a lot of the ideas that I want to bring of you know bringing love bringing equality bringing peace um, those are also my same feminist ideas of being of trying to bring equality into the world of trying to make things more equal of trying to give people um, fair rights and I think it's interesting too because um, even in tarot, for example, there is, um, number 11, the justice card, that card is all about justice. That is all about, you know, fighting for what is right. Um, and there's so many other cards, um, that come up in tarot and that come up, um, that are also kind of like connected to other things. And so for me, um, I also think how I connect, um, feminism to, how I give my readings is I make my readings gender neutral. So even though, um, a King may come up or a queen may come up or a prince or a princess card may come up. I try to use gender neutral pronouns when giving my readings, even if it's in a group of women, I try to just, um, stay away from certain pronouns. I just try to say you or this person or this feeling or this thing. Um, one, because I feel like, to me, all of this is really just energy. So I don't necessarily want to put um, a gender on it. And I also think, to me, it can make it feel more inclusive when we just see people as people. And so um, I think that's, like, another thing that I really try to bring in my tarot readings to make it a little bit more gender neutral is by um, taking out these certain structures Um and kind of recreating it. And I feel like that's kind of like what feminism is too, like with white feminism, like, you know, we are, we kind of had to make our own black feminism in a way because we didn't agree with what was going on and we didn't have the same issues. So I feel like with tarot and with spirituality, like that's what I'm doing too. Like I'm taking parts of it and reclaiming it as my own. Um, So yeah, that's kind of like my connection with it.
0: I love what you said about, Taking it and making it your own because... I don't know if you're also religious as well as spiritual, but something that I love about spirituality is that there isn't really any one set of rules and that you can mold it and shift it to fit what works for you. So for example, you might be into tarot and I might be into practice that's completely different. And one of your clients might be into practice that's completely different. And that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, have this relationship together. It just means that there are so many layers that you can dive into and learn more about if it's something that interests you. Or if it's not, then you can just choose to, dive into the practices that mean something to you and that you would like to explore and there's just so many options and it's continually expanding and growing and evolving as we grow and evolve as well so for anyone who doesn't really know what the term intersectionality means could you explain that a little bit more
1: the term intersectionality was coined by Kimberly Kimberly Crenshaw and basically it's just a way to identify yourself so for example like I would identify myself as a Black queer um, woman who um, grew up in a middle-class family. Um, I'm educated. So it's kind of like all those things that make you you. Um, So kind of before people would just be like, oh, well, you're just Black, you're just this, you're just that. And it's like, no, people have different things that in a way kind of make them more oppressed. That's kind of how they, it's a way to look at it. But I don't see it as oppression. I kind of see it as a way to kind of win back my agency, win back my power, because I'm able to say I am all these things and all of these things make up myself equally. And so um, for me, it's just a lot about identity. And um, it can include your race. It can include your gender and can include your sexuality. It includes um, your finances. It includes... um, you know, social, economical status. It includes so many different things to make you, um, your ability. Um, So all those different things kind of also show the privilege that you get to society. So for example, a white man is going to be more privileged than someone like me. And so that also kind of shows you kind of on a scale of who gets what privilege and why. And so you can also look at it with the um, gender wage gap in a way where it's like, um white women get paid the most black women are in the middle and then i think it's latina women is the least um is what i think and so it can kind of also be like that in a way where it's like you because of certain identities you don't have as much privilege in this society
0: that was such a great explanation thank you for sharing and for someone who is grappling with multiple identities, where they are feeling those feelings of oppression or not fitting in, do you have any, either mindset practices or spiritual practices that you would recommend or advice that you could give them for?
1: Um, I do want to make it note that I am, I guess, biracial. Um, you know, my grandma is white, um, and I feel like that is something important to mention because people, I just never thought it was that big of a deal, and then people make it a big deal. So. I kind of understand what, what people, I, like, I understand the idea of like struggling with how you identify and everything like that. And for me, um, I guess like my advice would just be, it's okay to be multiple things. I think that's what it, like, once I heard the term intersectionality, it made me feel so relieved because I'm like, okay, I can be all these things at once and none of them are trampling over each other. And For me, like it gave me a feeling of just security, like kind of being like, okay, like I can be all these things. I can um, do all these things and I can have my identity to myself. And I feel like for me, once I was really able to be more comfortable in my identity, I feel like that's what helped me. Um, And that took time. Like I'm 25 years old. um, So that took a lot of time. I did not feel this way in high school. I did not feel this way in college. Um, So for those people that are really struggling with that, just know that you will get to a point where you feel more confident in yourself and more comfortable and it's okay to be different. And what makes you different is what's gonna make you shine so much brighter later on in your life because there were so many things that I was like, oh, I'm different at this or I'm different at that. Like I'm different than the other people. And like those things ended up making me like, have my own business and made me end up being more successful and made me do things that other people wouldn't do because like I was different. And so I think a lot of times, like, you know, we feel outcasted. Like, you know, when I was in college, like I was in a sorority, a white all white sorority and I felt outcasted. Like I did not belong there. Like, and they made it known. And for me, like it was hard, but what I reminded myself is that I'm strong. I love myself. I'm creative, I work hard and I would tell myself affirmations. I would listen to affirmations and like I would just do things to really show myself that I can get through it and I have gotten through it in the past. And I know it's hard to say that, but like for me, I would just recommend affirmations. um, Definitely gratitude um, has helped me a lot. um, Saying what I'm grateful for Every day has helped me. Um, It can be the smallest thing. Like sometimes literally it's like I had pizza for lunch and pizza is my favorite food. So like literally whatever you're grateful for also helps. So, but just know that you're not alone. Like I know, especially now, like people must feel so lonely and so secluded, but just know that you're never alone in what you're experiencing. There's always someone going through it. And you can always reach out for help. And I think that's another thing is to not be afraid to reach out for help when needed. That was so beautiful. And I love the way that you frame the differences
0: as not something to kind of make you separate from everyone else, but as a superpower that you have that you can tap into and remind yourself of who you really are and connect with that sense of self over feeling that need to get approval from other people. And something else I want to touch on was, you know, you did talk about like, especially now it is quite an isolating time. How have you kept a positive mindset during all of this thing going on? You know, we are in the middle of a pandemic still in the world at the time of recording this episode. So how have you navigated this time?
1: Yeah, it's been difficult. And I do want to acknowledge that it has been a difficult time for, I think, everyone. Um, Everyone's really struggling right now. Um, How I've like maneuvered, this time is by um, investing more time into things I like because I guess like before the pandemic it's not like I was doing a bunch of stuff I didn't like to do but it was just like I was so busy just doing so much stuff that I felt like that I had to do and now I'm like now that we don't have like now that we have endless time to do it with whatever we want I feel like I really try to just do things I enjoy. So I picked up a few different hobbies this quarantine. I've been um, skateboarding, I picked up tarot. um, I've been reading a lot of books um, like you've mentioned earlier. But yeah, so I've just been really trying to do things I've enjoyed, um, taking long baths, um, going on walks. I know not everyone is able to go on walks right now especially with lockdown and everything. Um, But just doing little things like that, Um, calling my friends, talking on the phone, um, catching up with people, um, also letting people know what I'm doing, because I felt like a lot of times, like, I would just expect people to know what's going on. And like, I wouldn't tell them. And now I'm like, okay, like, let me make a mental note to actually reach out to people and let them know how I'm doing and reach out and see how they're doing. And just also just build my relationships in a different way. Now that you know we're not seeing each other, now we're, that we're not going out every weekend and everything, like you kind of have to maneuver your friendships and relationships in a different way. But for me, I guess what I've just been doing to make quarantine a little bit better is just doing more of what I enjoy doing um, and more things that make me happy and less things that make me like mad and just out. <laughs> I guess. And it's hard because it's also like when you turn on the news, it's like every day there is just like some sort of catastrophe happening on top of the fact that we've been in a global pandemic for almost a year now. Like there's just so much going on. And so it's hard to be like, well, just like do things that make you happy. But like at the same time, like sometimes like I do listen to the news, I do listen to Twitter, I do read the news app, I do all that. But like I also have to, Unwind, like if you, you know, like last week when everything was going on here in America, I was just like, you know what? There was a time where I was just like, I have to get off Twitter because, like, it's just so over-consuming, and there's nothing that I can do, especially in those situations where it's like, like if there's nothing I can physically do in this situation, just consuming all of this media nonstop isn't helpful. So I feel like sometimes I've been trying to limit my screen time, um, or just my Twitter time, because I feel like Twitter is where things like you'll just start seeing things and it will just be like, like, I'll like when stuff like that happens, and I'll switch to YouTube. And that way you can like, search what you want to watch, like, affirmation videos, meditations, yoga challenge, like whatever you want. And so um, that's what I'll do in that instance.
0: Yeah, and I think they've even coined a term for it now, like doom scrolling, when you just get stuck in all of that like bad news and negativity and you you almost get sucked in and it's like, whoa, like an hour has passed and I feel so much worse than like when I started and you think, oh, I'll just check one little thing and then you get sucked in and you read another thing and another thing and you just can't stop reading. And that was definitely for myself at the beginning of lockdown. I was like, okay, I just need to like just step away for a moment because this isn't good for my mental health. So I think that piece you shared about making time for the things that make you happy, it sounds so simple, but often we don't give ourselves permission to just enjoy the things that we enjoy, even, you know, just unplugging and watching Netflix, giving yourself permission to just have that blank time where you might not necessarily be diving into personal growth practices, but you're diving into self-preservation practices because this is allowing you to unwind and just have a moment where you're just a human in the world existing, not having to worry about what's going on outside of you. So thank you for all of these incredible answers that you have shared. Before I let you go, I do want to dive into some speed dating questions. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, do you have a morning routine? If so, what is it?
1: Um, So my morning routine is pretty non-existent since the work from home. Um, I literally just roll out of bed, brush my teeth, wash my face, go to the other room and start working, which is really bad. Um, So I'm definitely wanting to spruce it up this next year, hopefully. But yeah, that's my current morning routine. Do you have a favorite personal development book? Yes. So I would definitely have to say Happy Pocket Full of Money for that one. That was my favorite book of last year.
0: And we both share a favorite book, by the way. We are both obsessed with this book because it is amazing. And if you haven't listened to my episode on the top books, you need to read that. You need to listen to that rather because there's some amazing books in there, including Happy Pocket Full of Money. What is the most recent thing you have intentionally manifested?
1: Um, I feel like the most recent thing that I intentionally manifested was I wanted more products for my website and then today I came to my door and there were products (laughs) so yeah
0: (laughs) what products are we talking about here
1: um so it will be coming soon it's in the works but yeah so kind of a surprise came so I was like I wasn't expecting it um but now I'm like wow this is like kind of a great great way to kind of get my business started even more um next up what is the best piece of advice you've ever received um the best piece of advice is probably um you can't pour from an empty cup
0: true very true favorite country in the world and why
1: (laughs) definitely not the U.S. right now uh anywhere but here at this moment let's just say that (laughs) oh I feel you (laughs) what are you currently obsessing over Ooh, I am currently obsessing over makeup I'm always currently obsessing over makeup I love makeup that's like my other thing that I'm really into so yeah makeup is there any specific product or a
0: specific even an eyeshadow color that you're rocking at the minute I have been watching your YouTube videos so I've like been seeing all the vibrant colors I'm like wow I need to do more with my eye makeup
1: Yes, actually, Kesha came out with a makeup palette last year, and um, it was like the only makeup palette I bought this year. And yeah, I love it. And I love Kesha. I know many people don't still listen to her music, but she also has a podcast out. So I've been like listening oh. to her podcast. She has a makeup brand, and yeah.
0: Wow, I didn't know either of those things about Kesha. So <laughs> there you go. I've learned a lot today um what is one thing you would like to accomplish in your
1: lifetime um I would like to write a book
0: Mm, what would it be about
1: um I have a few different ones in mind so I would either want to write something dealing with like talking about like my life like in college and like everything I went through in a sense and kind of make it like a you know this is what I learned so you don't make this mistake type thing but yeah that's definitely one of the things I want to end up doing uh what is your star sign um so my sun sign is Pisces my moon is Cancer and then my rising is Gemini mm, nice mix uh what who would play you in a film about your life Oh my gosh, that is so funny that you asked that. Um, so who would play me? Oh, um, Mariah, my best friend. She would definitely play me in a movie because she's an actress. So yeah, that I would is pick such her. a sweet answer. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> um,
0: last one. Oh wait, last two. Name one of your favorite mindset or manifestation hacks.
1: Okay, so The recent one that I learned, um, that I feel like is really cool is the 17 second one. So basically, for 17 seconds, like you, um, you can hold a crystal. So whatever you're trying to manifest. um, So like, let's say, I'm trying to manifest um, a new house. So like I would maybe get like a piece of citrine because citrine is good for abundance, new home, everything like that. You would hold on a piece of citrine. And then for 17 seconds, you would think about your manifestation straight and just think about it and envision yourself in that home and just visualize. And then literally you would set your alarm for 17 seconds. And then once it's off, then that's it. And so you can do that every day. You can do that however long you want, but that's something I learned recently and I think it's really cool because it's super quick and it's pretty easy to do yes everyone's
0: always looking for a quick fix and I also love that it's another one related to again the feeling of having the thing rather than like oh it's like how do I instantly manifest a thousand dollars well first of all how would it feel to have that thousand dollars and you can do it just for 17 seconds amazing uh last up what makes you feel inspired
1: I feel like a lot of different things make me feel inspired. I feel like different people make me feel inspired. I feel like music makes me feel, like, inspired. I feel like makeup and art. And I felt like before we were, when we were able to go outside, just, like, everyday people. Like, that's where I got my biggest inspiration for, like, fashion and style and everything was, like, being outside and seeing people in person. So now it's definitely different since we're, you know, at home and everything. But I just feel like I find inspiration in so many things like sometimes it's just even nature the way like the trees move um I feel like you can kind of find inspiration in so many things um but definitely other people I find a lot of inspiration in and um nature like I feel like anytime I'm near the ocean or anytime I'm outside like ideas will kind of just pop to me so I feel like those are definitely some places that I get inspiration as well Mm
0: love those love all of those and yeah I was just walking outside yesterday and I decided not to listen to music for a moment and just everything I was like wow the smell of the flowers wow the way those crickets are like what's that sound The cricket cricketing <laughs> the way those crickets are cricketing I was just like wow everything's so incredible It's having a moment so it has been so amazing to chat to you where can people find you on the internet if they are interested in having those tower readings or those one-on-one services? Can you also share a little bit more about what that looks like to work with you one-on-one? And then of course how people can get in touch with you if they are interested in those services.
1: Yeah, of course. So um you can find me on Rayon Collective at everything. So on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, And then my website is wayoncollective.com. So um, that's where everything can be booked, um, everything can be purchased and everything like that. Um, So what a terrorist service does include, I do have different readings. So I have general, love, career. Um, So depending on what you want, um, there are kind of different amount of cards you would get. Um, But basically you would get a set of cards You would also get crystal recommendations, which I feel like is really helpful. So based on um, the tarot reading and based on what you kind of need right then, um, I'll also give you crystal recommendations and um, how to use the crystals and everything like that and what the crystals are for. Um, I also recently got some astrology cards. So I'll throw in some astrology cards, which are really helpful in the love readings and also just in the... um, general readings as well, because you can just pick up a lot more energy. Um, so you'll get that as well. And then on top of that, I also include kind of a self-care routine. So, um, if it seems like you need some like root chakra healing, I will, um, include some different meditations or different things like that. Um, just to kind of make an overall like wellness and everything like that. So that is what's included in the carol services. And then I do have a monthly, um, subscription boxes and everything like that um, which includes two crystals at the minimum and a tarot card reading and then there will be an extra item in each box usually from a different brand so yeah Mm.
0: ah I'm obsessed with that and I'm actually going to go and check out that site now because that sounds incredible so many things in one reading and for the people who are interested in the boxes are those just for the U.S. or do you ship internationally
1: Yeah. So unfortunately it is currently only US only, but definitely in the future, I will be opening it up to international. Okay. Amazing.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute delight to chat to you and please make sure you go and check out those accounts, give her a follow. And even if it's something that you're not going to invest in at the moment, you know, you can give a share because it really does go a long way. And there you have it. Wasn't that an incredible episode today with Imani? She has so many great insightful things to say about diversity, inclusion, and really owning your truth and owning who you are and being proud to show up in the world in that way. I hope you took some great lessons from this episode and make sure to tag Imani and also myself on Instagram. You can find our links in the show notes and screenshot the episode to let us know what you loved the most. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afeasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous.